The following program is brought to you by Gallant Media Enterprises. Welcome. It's a wonderful Friday afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance now, now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finance. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Good afternoon, Safora. Welcome to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. I would like to start my segment today by first inviting you to next Tuesday, September 26, at TN Poets at 7 p.m. in the evening uh, for my meetup by Maria Lopez Financial Abundance where this next Tuesday, we will actually have a conversation for one hour on simple tips on making your dollars grow. What do I mean by that? Basically, it's how to set up an automatic investment plan so that through the years, through compounding interest, your dollars grow. The second event that I would like to invite you to is for this Saturday, uh, for, to the Latinas Power Summit, happening this Saturday in Miami, Florida at Miami-Dade College Walsam Campus. You can purchase tickets at eventbrite.com. You can use the code MLOPEZGUEST100 to receive a $50 discount. We will have talented speakers on stage, such as Tatiana Lopez, who is the number one Facebook person for Latin America. Yesterday, around 7 p.m., while I was driving home, I saw the most beautiful sunset ever in my entire life. I mean, the sun appears so be, to be so huge on the horizon and so close to the earth. It was beautiful. It was so spectacular that I forgot I was sitting in traffic for hours going west in the city of Miami. I was going from South Miami to West Kendall. If you live in Miami or if you have ever been to Miami, Florida, you know that there is traffic where, whether you go north east, west, or south. The level of traffic has increased in the entire South Florida market. Similarly, I am sure the traffic continues to grow in cities like Los Angeles, Boston, Chicago, Seattle, Virginia, and probably in almost every city in America. In addition to that, since the day the internet was invented, many, many probably about two decades ago or more, and it was made available to the general public and the smartphones were invented, and we had the ability to send text messages. Every state has passed a law that does not allow drivers to text and drive. Yet, I'm sure you probably see the same thing I'm seeing, that we often see, we find drivers texting while driving. I have also observed families going out to dinner or lunch on the weekends, mom, dad, and children. And the interesting thing that I observe is that they are all looking down at their smartphones while sitting together at the restaurant. And by the way, yes, I am also guilty of that as well. I also find myself responding to a text message or taking a phone call, especially if it is a phone call from my mother, for example, or a business phone call that I was expecting. Because the world's population continues to grow and there is more traffic as a result and there is more distance to travel from home to work on a daily basis, we also find ourselves with less time to spend at home to prepare a healthy meal at night. Many families purchase food in cans or frozen meals 
so that it is easier and faster to prepare dinner at night when they get home. These meals, because they are packaged so they last longer, they are generally not healthy for our bodies. The level of cholesterol, the increasing number of people with, our, with diabetes, the number of people suffering from Alzheimer's has increased over the years. Many of these diseases have been created or caused because of the type of nutrition that we, have becoming, that we are becoming accustomed to. Generally also, I'd like to highlight that at the start of the new year, which is right about around the corner, probably about two, what, three, months, three months from now, most of us make New Year's resolutions. The number one and the number two New Year's resolutions are, number one, to be rich, and number two, to be thin. And so it is during the months of January through March that the gym memberships are at an all-time high. As the year goes by, most of us tend to visit the gym less and less. Physical fitness, such as walking, jogging, or doing some sort of other activities, such as rollerblading, for example, has decreased over the years. Many of us are not engaging any physical activity on a periodical basis to help us maintain our weight, reduce our overweight, and reduce the level of stress. We're also spending lesser time in outdoor activities the way we used to many years ago. So, what do all of these activities have in common? Why do all of these things matter? Why does our eating habits matter? Why does exercise matter? Why does the dependency on technology for our social lives matter? I personally believe that as these activities tend to increase more and more, we are becoming automatic users and consumers of activities that are not creating positive results in our health, in our finances, and in the quality of our relationships and in our lives. The activities I highlighted above tend to be a cause of a stress. When we are operating in a stress, generally our mental abilities are not conducive to make sound financial decisions. Whether these decisions are for our own personal finances or decisions affecting our businesses or investments if we own a business. So how do we create a life of financial abundance when we're living in stress three or four days a week or even seven days a week? How do we create the lifestyle of our dreams when we're not able to sleep well at night because we don't know how we're going to make the next six months of mortgage payments for our personal homes? A large number of people in America do not have an emergency fund of at least six to eight months so that in the event of an emergency or in the event they lose their jobs, they are able to meet their living expenses without any hesitation. Today, our conversation on this radio show is on the topic of how do we go from stress to joy? Today on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez, I have the pleasure of having with me four talented professionals and specialists, each in their own field of study, and they're going to help us first Number one, gain clarity and become aware that indeed there is a going concern when it comes to the level of stress that we're living in America. Number two, our guest speakers today will share also their view about the future of America. Where are we headed? If we are to continue on this path and also the effect that this path has on our children and generations to come. And last, our guest speakers today will provide us each with at least two tips, two simple tips that we each can start to implement today in taking our lives in a direction 
that will create healthier results for ourselves and for our families. And ultimately, we will be able to live a life with more financial stability and even have the opportunity to live a life of financial independence and financial freedom. My guest speakers today are a medical doctor, a technology specialist in the financial services industry, a physical trainer with 20 years of experience in the industry, and a leadership and communications coach that specializes in coaching business owners and entrepreneurs in the United States. I would like to introduce Dr. Miranda, Annette Nathan, Jay Jiggins, and Ray Ruga. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. It's a pleasure Thank to you. be here, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, uh, Ray. Ladies and Ray, based on a recent study by the American Psychological Association, it shows that the three most commonly reported factors adding to stress in the past 10 years, so that was last decade, was 44% the economy, terrorism at 34%, it makes sense because of 9-11, and mass shootings and gun violence at 31%. In August of last year, 2016, the majority of Americans said that they anticipate that money, the economy, personal health concerns, and health problems affecting family will be somewhat or very significant sources of stress in the next several years. This is why it's so relevant that we're having this conversation today. Now, women and men report similar but slightly lower average stress levels than last year, but there remains a gender gap, with women consistently reporting higher levels of stress. Now, we have three ladies on the line as guest speakers, and it will be interesting to also hear from them why they think that is. Um, similar to recent years, younger Americans, what we call millennials and generation Xers, report higher average stress levels and are more likely to say their stress has increased in the past year compared to the baby boomers and others, other adults. In addition, higher stress is disproportionately reported by Americans with lower incomes. The survey found that Americans whose total 2015 reported household income before taxes was less than $50,000 have an average stress level of 5.1 compared to 4.6 for Americans whose households made $50,000 or more. Dr. Miranda, Annette, Ray, and Jay, before we begin our conversation on your own observations of the increase in the level of stress in, of the American population in our cities, I would like to invite you to share with us what factors or what activities created stress in your life or what factors have created a stress in your life. Dr. Miranda, would you share with us what factors created stress in your life and how do you manage to reduce the level of stress that you feel in your life or that you have felt in your life? Absolutely. Thank you, Maria, for having me. I find that for me, trying to coordinate and balance the different aspects of my life with respect to time management can be very stressful. I'm a concierge-style physician, so I spend extra time with my patients, and I'm available to them by phone 24-7, so I'm kind of always on. At the same time, I'm a mother with a toddler and a five-month-old at home, who, of course, also want their mama's attention constantly. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I strive to live a healthy lifestyle, so we prioritize being able to make time for exercise and cooking meals for the family at home. And all of these things can sometimes become a little bit jumbled and difficult to manage. 
So for me, I think prioritizing or scheduling helps me a lot because if I have something blocked off on my schedule or earmarked a certain time for an activity or a task, it's much more likely to get done than if I just make a long to-do list and hope to fit it in somewhere. And I'm also starting to decrease stress through mindfulness exercises of deep breathing and meditation for 10 minutes at bedtime. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Miranda. Yes, I've also noticed that there's been an increase or a trend in the industry of meditation. I know a lot of my friends and colleagues that do practice meditation, and uh, they do have tell me and share with me how meditation has helped them uh, reduce stress, gain clarity, and it has helped them also in many aspects of life. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Now, Annette, uh, Dr. Miranda uh, highlighted something that I know you very much know uh, uh, a lot about, uh, which is prioritization and scheduling, putting things in our calendars, right, Annette? So, <laughs> so Annette, before you, I would love for you to uh, uh, share about that. And also, I would like for you to share about how has stress affected you, Annette? What activities were present when you have been the most stressful in your life? And how are you able to overcome that level of stress? Okay, well, uh, this is on a personal note. Uh, several years ago, I experienced going through a divorce, and also uh, one of my children had an onset of a mental illness, which was very disruptive. I mean, at the core of how I structured my life, it just completely got rearranged. And... So I had to really look and see how to get myself back on track and center myself. So one of the things that I learned to do was uh, really circled, encircled myself with people who I really trust, who I could be in communication with on a regular basis. So with increased my level of communication, consistent communication with family members and with colleagues, and uh, with friends, and I learned to just stay in communication with them, and that made a huge, huge difference. The other thing is, um, in aligned with managing myself, there, you know, I had a routine that was disrupted, so I had to reorganize myself and create a reliable and certain way of, of managing my time, and so... You know, I took on exercising on a regular basis, meditation on a regular basis. I completely altered my uh, eating habits and really started to care for myself so that I could best care for my family. So those are just some of the things that um, staying connected with my community and managing my time uh, in such a way so that I was reliable to take care of myself. Thank you, Annette, and thank you so much for sharing your personal share uh, your, uh, by your family. Um, uh, and, 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 and that is so uh, critical to, uh, to have a support system around us, especially in those times uh, when we are feeling stress. Um, Jay, you are a fitness instructor. You have been in the industry for 20 years. Clearly exercising, the way I understand it, has its way of reducing the level of stress because of the many substances that are released in our bodies and are in our brains as we exercise. Despite the fact that you're a fitness specialist, would you like to share with us when there were moments of stress in your life and how did you cope with stress? 
Thank you, Maria. Yes, um, actually, very much as Dr. Miranda mentioned, I, I too am a mother of two children. I have a five-week-old baby and a three-and-a-half-year-old. I own two companies, um, a gym, as you know, and a corporate wellness company where we help uh, put in programs for employees of corporations or work with hotels to do guest services such as yoga on the beach. So with these two companies and the two children, especially being so young with a five-week-year-old baby, there are moments when it's incredibly stressful. Um, For example, driving in the car, if you have the baby screaming and crying, you're in the front, there's nothing you can do to stop that crying. Then the three-and-a-half-year-old starts moaning and that turns into tears. There can be moments when you feel incredibly, incredibly stressed. And I find that, of course, exercise keeps your... um, general stress level at bay but in those peak moments I really feel it is being able to tune out and um, take those deep breaths and do the meditation that was mentioned so even in those moments of driving for example I would take that count to 10 take deep breaths tune the world out and just take a moment of being very focused focusing on the road turn the radio on perhaps and really take a moment to breathe because there are moments when I know there's many mothers and and many people that in those moments of stress can literally blow up and you need to stop that somehow so I think deep breathing is is definitely um, very key I think Mm -hmm. um, working out as a whole is incredibly incredibly important and I think it does enable you to to deal with those very, very pertinent, stressful moments in, in, like, for example, in the car, because your general level is kept at bay, whereas otherwise I think you could literally blow up, you know. Right, right. Jay, congratulations on your newborn. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, let me ask you something. I don't have children. I do have a niece, and she's nine years old, uh, so she's not uh, a baby baby. Uh, But when she's left alone in my car with me because her mother, my best friend, is in the store, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what I do is that I play the radio and I play her favorite song. And then she sings and then everybody's happy in the radio for the next 10 minutes. But when you have a a toddler or a five uh, five weeks old child, Mm -hmm. is there anything like special music that people, parents can play in the radio or toys yeah, or anything. I think that's a very good point. I have a playlist on my telephone that I play for the mm-hmm. kids, uh, mainly for the baby, but the three-and-a-half-year-old has to listen to it too. Right. And it's um, classical music, but like classical music, it's actually called Lulla Drive, L-U-L-L-A Drive. And mm-hmm. it's very beautiful, very calming. And for me, I don't know what it's doing for the kids, but I have to tell you, <laughs> for me, it lowers my stress significantly. And so I find, and I would say, not, not very, very strong classical music, but the lighter side that's actually made for children is the best because it is very calming and it does enable you to um, music is a great source of stress relief and this particularly does enable me to calm down significantly beautiful yes that that is correct yes thank you and ray you have worked in the financial services industry for many years and i know the financial services industry as a whole it's uh, it's a stressful because it's uh, the, the nature of, of the industry itself. And then you entered into the technology industry, merging the two t- industries together. What creates stress in your life and how do you become aware that you are at that moment operating in stress? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't uh, I, I, I don't think that necessarily the industries themselves, I think uh, in today's economy, Every industry is, is stressful, and uh, 
you know, and I think every, I think all of what uh, has been discussed before. I mean, you know, I am, I am the, a single father uh, of a of a seven year old, and uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, um, and I have elderly parents that uh, that I am uh, the primary uh, caretaker of. So, you know, obviously, uh, I think juggling uh, all of these responsibilities. Um, coupled with uh, the the need uh, that we all have to to make a living and ensure that we're providing for our families, mm-hmm. um, I, as, as the term was made, was said before, jumbled um, together to make for a lot of stress. And I think that many people in in, in this country, in the U.S., um, uh, face a, uh, a high level of stress uh, trying to to juggle. We, you know, we all try to be you know super parents, and you know, and we want uh, we want to be you know great kids to our parents, and we want to be great uh, with our our and our businesses. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's what do you let go? When, you know, when you know, it's really I think trying to accommodate all of these challenges, and you know, I think coming to the realization that um, you know we are human, and uh, mm-hmm. we you know we we do do the best we can. Um, I try to uh, to remain healthy as well, but um, you know, with all of these challenges, and, and sometimes the inability to keep a routine. A routine for me is always very helpful. Unfortunately, the nature of my business and my life, it's a very uh, difficult thing to do. Um, so it, it really is, uh, it's a juggle. I think it's a struggle that is uh, very real for everybody. We, you know, we all face, whether we're in the financial services or in healthcare or in manufacturing or any other industry, um, you know, it, it's, it's the combination of factors in a very fast world that we live in mm-hmm. um, that makes for a lot of stress. Correct. Yes. Yes, that is correct, uh, Ray. And um, when you said about uh, uh, being a single father, and also Jay, you have children, and Annette and Dr. Miranda. Uh, one of my best friends has a the, the little girl that is my niece, Marianita, and my friend explains to me how during the day, Monday through Friday, she basically literally has no time to anything else. And I like to highlight another item that, and you you, you probably have noticed all four of you is that level of homework that the school system is providing to our children today has increased significantly. So parents, when they get out of work and they drive in traffic and they get home, it's uh, mom and dad prepare meals and also mom and dad have to sit with the children to do their homework for an hour or two hours. It's like, it's amazing. I remember when I was in school, I didn't have that much homework as it is today. So I think that's also adding more pressure to our kids and to our parents. But it's just that's just my own personal observation. Um, I want to thank all of you for sharing your own personal experiences with stressing your life. I personally found uh, previously um, that I was always operating in a calm, cool, and collected way in the past to such an extent that I felt I lived free from stress. However, I'm sure I was in distress. I just didn't realize it. Uh, in the past recent years, when I launched my business as a CPA and a business consultant, and because life, as we know it all, as we all know, is full of surprises, I have now my share of those life surprises. And so now I feel tense sometimes during the day, for example, when I know that I am not making the revenue uh, that I have to make in order to maintain my lifestyle in order to continue to save for retirement, and in order to grow and expand my business. Thus, what I do is address the issue head on. For example, I'm in the process of changing my business model 
so that I can meet the revenue levels that I want. And in addition to that, I am clear that in order to create wealth, for example, uh, because I'm a finance uh, public speaker, one must have multiple sources of income, most of which are passive income. Dr. Miranda, uh, let me ask a question. Uh, can you share with us where you practice medicine and how long you have been an MD? Can you share with us if there has been a significant change over the years in the level of stress of your patients and how is that stress manifesting? For example, are they gaining more weight? Do more patients now suffer from higher levels of cholesterol, etc.? Can you share with us? Absolutely. So I practice medicine in Coral Gables um, in Miami-Dade, and I've been a physician now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a significant change in the level of stress in my patients throughout my career. I think more people are finding themselves more bogged down with many more things at once, and it's creating a general increased level of stress. They are you know, constantly tied to their jobs. Even when they're off, they still have their cell phones, their email, their everything where they're pretty much connected at all times and unable to relax. Even during a, an exam visit with me, sometimes they have their boss calling them or their assistant emailing them or other people texting them, and they feel the need to constantly be responding to all of these inputs, and that gives them stress. And I find that they manage that sometimes in unhealthful ways by poor eating habits and they are gaining weight. Um, And they even call it, you know, stress eating. Um, And they say, you know, that they've gained their five pounds because of this stressful project that they recently had or anything like that. And along with that comes higher levels of blood pressure, higher levels of cholesterol, and the rest of the health consequences of increased stress. Right. Right. And Dr. Miranda, can you share with us any studies being conducted by the schools of medicine or other organizations where they provide statistics of the health conditions of the American population? And in addition to that, what is causing the majority of the problems in our health condition today? Sure. So studies in the past decade have consistently shown that metabolic syndrome and its related sequela are the major illnesses in the United States. And what that means, it's a combination of increased abdominal size because of weight gain and eventual obesity as one of the consequences, Mm -hmm. increased dysregulation of blood sugar and trouble controlling one's insulin levels and the development of prediabetes and diabetes as a result, increase in the levels of blood pressure and cholesterol, which are resulting in heart disease in younger and younger people. And all of those things are becoming the most common illnesses in the United States. And a recent study, actually published this July, of Americans aged 40 and over showed that self-reported poor food choices, decreased Mm -hmm. exercise time per week, and increased stress all correlate with higher prevalence of these facets of the metabolic syndrome. Got it, Dr. Miranda. So, Jay, you 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 come into play into this area also of the health industry because uh, you're a fitness instructor and you own a gym. Can you share with our audience about your gym, where it is located, and how your gym offers a different style of fitness training to your members? Absolutely. Um, so we are a gym just north of Midtown, 
Uh, Biscayne Boulevard and 71st Street is where we're located. We're a little different because uh, we do personal training and we specialize in personal training. We also have a very varied group fitness schedule. So that means that you can do many different classes in a group fitness setting from spinning to yoga to Pilates reformer, boot camp, abs and bar, ballet bar, dance fitness. I mean, the list goes on. And the point of that really is that, I mean, I think especially women, but we are moody. One day we want to do boxing and punch um, <laughs> something, and the next day we want to relax and do yoga. So the idea is that you have the ability to do everything, which is great for the mental state, but then also for the body. If you do the same thing, like running, for example, every day, that's great. You become a good runner. But that doesn't mean that you are fit overall. So we're trying to give to people the ability to have cross-training. And then we also bring that into the personal training department. So with our personal training, we really vary up the type of exercises that you're given. We work on a five-stage platform where we work with um, stability to begin with because if you are stable and your joints are great, that will help you have a, a longer life. As you see, as people get older, they fall over and hurt themselves, etc. So stability would be our first thing. And then you start we're dealing with things like strength and endurance and conditioning, etc. So I think that we're different in the way that we approach it. We're also, for the group fitness, we are female only. For the personal training, we are open to both. And then the main thing, and in question to what you were, you were talking about, is that we, um, with our second company, Twisted Fitness, we offer um, employee programs. And I think that's where the industry as a whole is changing, or, or the country as a whole is changing. Now we're seeing that employees, uh, employers rather, are taking the employees' fitness very seriously mm -hmm. and understanding that people need to de-stress. Otherwise, if you have a stressed person working for you, they are really not providing you the type of work that you need them to provide. So I, I think that that's something that we're doing that's very different. Wonderful, Jay. We'll follow up with you right after our commercial break. We're going to go now on a commercial break, and we'll be right back with Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. My business is expanding and growing. I just wish there was some way to streamline its accounting functions, give me data to forecast myself, and advise me on how to manage this growth. I heard my friend's 30-minute session with Gallon Accountants helped her get through most of her issues. I'm not surprised. I am Maria M. Lopez, Principal at Gallon Accountants and Advisors, and through our dedication to serving our clients and our mastery of the accounting discipline, we can help get your business back in the green. We're conveniently located in South Miami and we work with our clients in South Florida and also with clients throughout the country. Call us today to schedule your 30 minutes complimentary consultation. Contact us at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. Welcome back to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we're having a conversation with a panel of four experts in their own field. We're having a conversation about the level of stress we're living in America and how ultimately this level of stress is creating health concerns, barriers also in creating stronger personal and business relationships, and ultimately creating financial instability. Jay, before the commercial break, we were having a conversation with you And I want to I highlight something that you mentioned about the fitness employees program. Is this something, a trend that you see growing in America? And is it growing because simply people like myself, individuals like ourselves, 
stop visiting the gyms individually and therefore this is the reason why we're going now to the corporations to the businesses to the employers to provide the services it's actually a very interesting point because there's two things i'm noticing firstly the young people they're actually coming in more i'm starting to see that the age of 18 to 22 are taking their health much more seriously than you would you would think and uh, they are coming in and they're doing personal training and they're taking it very seriously which is great however i think the boomers and that kind of age we're so stressed with life and the technology that is out today it does mean that we are tied to our phones and we're working so much we just don't seem to be able to fit it in so i think that's where the employee programs are becoming great because if you can fit it into your work day and you have a lunchtime session that's something that makes it very easy for you but coming out of work when you have a family and you've had a long day it's just becoming very very difficult for people to get their heads around even though once they do attend the gym of course they feel much better but it's becoming difficult. So I do think, yes, that that is why I've noticed we've had that company for a few years, and certainly this particular year, I think it's really catching on because, you know, as I say, the employers are realizing that, first of all, they're going to get a more loyal base because these people are really valuing. They know that they have to work out. Mm -hmm. Everything that Dr. Miranda mentioned earlier about, you know, everything is on the rise, all these illnesses are on the rise, and it's directly correlated to our food and exercise. They know this, but how do they fit the time in? So if the employers are providing this, they have definitely more loyalty to the company because they know Mm -hmm. it's a value, and they can fit it in. So they will do it, but it has to fit into their workday. Got it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we have to, going back to priorities, going back to the fact that we have too many things that we're juggling, and uh, 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 clearly, I mean, the day only has 24 hours a day, right? So mm-hmm. our time is limited. Um, Ray, the, the new smartphones, I know that about two weeks ago, I think it was the week right after Hurricane Irma, new smartphones came out about two weeks ago at a retail price of about $1,000 each. I want to share that I do appreciate technology very much. Often, find, Oftentimes, I find myself going from meeting to meeting throughout the day and it is not until the end of the day that I'm actually sitting down in front of my laptop. Thus, I do appreciate the smartphone's capability where I can reply to emails, make phone calls, send text messages, browse the internet, and I can even have access to my business files in the cloud from my smartphone. Thus, in a way, I have a good percentage of my office right there on my smartphone. However, Ray, are we becoming addicted to our technology are we becoming too dependent on technology to the extent that it is taking away time from tra- the traditional way of communicating in person? Can you also expand on how communicating in person creates stronger relationships, if it does? Well, um, let's, let's start unpacking that. You know, I'll start with in, in 2000, I moved from Washington, D.C. to okay. New York City to start uh, work at uh, AIG. And I remember that they uh, gave me a, uh, a BlackBerry. And I thought this was the most incredible <laughs> thing because right. I, th- I thought that I was liberated, that, you know, I no longer needed to be in the office in order to communicate and that this was freedom. Mm-hmm. And little did I realize that it was actually a permanent jail <laughs> that they had, they had me all the time. And I think that that's a big contributor to the technology. While the technology has become more ubiquitous and, uh, and uh, available, um, and it does provide incredible capabilities, um, it does tie us because I think it creates a level of expectations of immediacy. 
I think people expect you to respond immediately. Uh, I think it, it creates an, ele- uh, an element of uh, a lack of, uh, of human intimacy in terms of communications. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are say things and do things uh, in, in, through text and emails that they might not do and probably wouldn't do if they were speaking to someone or much less in, in front of someone. So, you know, while technology has brought a tremendous amount of benefits and it's fantastic and, you know, there's a lot of excitement around it, um, it, it, it does overwhelm and it is overwhelming a lot. And I think as a society, as a world globally, I think we're all tr- trying to figure out how to manage this. And this is very new in the context of, you know, human existence. This is a very short period of time that we, you know, the, the smartphone uh, was introduced 10 years ago, actually, uh, you know, two, 10 years ago from the presentation that was made at Apple uh, just recently. Um, and it seems like it's been around forever, but it's been a very short period of time. So there's a lot of challenges that come with that. Regarding the $1,000 price tag, I think this ad, this is part of what adds a lot of stress, in my opinion. Um, it's this consumerism that, and I understand we live in a global, you know, uh, market economy, and, uh, you know, we sell things, we build things, and we promote things. Um, but it does create this, uh, this and, and part of that promotion is to create need um, in the minds of consumers. And, you know, I think chasing, you know, a $1,000 uh, smartphone, you know, it's a really nice to have if you can have it, but so many times people who really shouldn't be chasing that are, uh, because they believe it, 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 it provides them with a certain status symbol um, or it says something about them to society, um, which creates stress because they're chasing to make to purchase something to replace a phone that was perfectly good with something that's just newer and it, I think it perpetuates. So, you know, th- that point on the, on the $1,000 smartphone, the technology is fantastic, but it is overwhelming. And this pursuit of the latest and greatest gadget is part, in my opinion, what adds, um, you know, stress to our lives. And, you know, today I, I find it funny. I mean, I, you know, I work in technology and, you know, I, I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time around technology and, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people, you know, today, you know, a handwritten letter is the new, uh, is, is the new wow factor um, because we're so accustomed to receiving everything through email or text uh, or through social media that a handwritten note is a, a, a something that's unique and it really speaks to someone taking the time to uh, to to reach out and, and, and communicate. And of course, ultimately, you know, a conversation, whether by phone and preferably in person, nothing beats that uh, human interaction. And I think that having that is part of creating the community that helps relieve some stress. Yes, Ray, I totally agree with you. Uh, I do, uh, when that, when I saw the announcement of those, uh, those smartphones at a thousand dollar retail price, I, I thought, well, great, fine if you have the funds, but please, you know, the majority of Americans are going to charge that $1,000 smartphone on a credit card and they may not be able to pay that balance within the month. And that's going to add interest over interest. And it, do- and it doesn't stop there because the next month we're going to make another purchase for $800. And that's exactly how we get into financial instability, financial crisis, which will add more stress to our life. Uh, the other comment I'd like to make, uh, Ray, when you, uh, were, what the, you were sharing with us is, for example, one of my colleagues on, on Monday night, I was having dinner with her, and she was telling me that one of her son was interviewing for a financial institution and the interview was to send a video online. And yeah, great, I, I appreciate the advances in technology, but what happened to the interview in person you, when you were able to actually 
feel the body language of the person that's interviewing you. And then you can make, in my own opinion, a better decision whether this is the team that I want to be working with for the next four or five years of my career life. So, you, you know, just uh, those are my own personal observations there. Annette, can you share with our audience about the work that you do with your clients and the services that you provide? Uh, and also, if you want to add a little bit more also to, to this body language thing of the interview and the personal touch uh, versus technology. Sure. So I work for a, a boutique consulting group and have for the last 25 years. Mark Kamen and Associates, and we're headquartered in Houston. And the work we do is we work with companies to transform company cultures to elevate levels of effective communication, authenticity, integrity, and responsibility. And I also work with uh, women entrepreneurs. I lead a program called Women in Wealth, which is really designed to empower women to examine their relationship with money and mm -hmm. to complete past-based ways of thinking and their mindset and shift it so that their companies become a wealth-generating system. And uh, to ride off the coattails of what's been said, what I've noticed in with company uh, culture, there is an increasing um, uh, activity where people do um, rely on email and text messaging to be in communication. And with virtual teams, it's particularly challenging. But sometimes what happens is it, it allows for misunderstanding, uh, particularly if they get an email that it sounds like they're being yelled at. Right. And people, um, rather than go and stand up and walk across the office and speak to people directly to get things resolved, they'll be they'll sit with things that leave them upset and stressed out about how they stand with that individual, with their boss, with their colleagues. Um, and then the other thing that was mentioned is, you know, we live in a time of unpredictability and mm -hmm. uncertainty. And human beings crave predictability and certainty. And more knowledge doesn't necessarily appease that concern. You know, even if you can go on Google, knowing more doesn't handle the breakdown that can arise when you're not in communication and, and being connected with another human being. So, you know, uh, what we do is we urge uh, people to, to set up meetings where they're in communication one-on-one -on -one and get their issues resolved uh, and dissolve some of the misinterpretations or misunderstandings that could arise just based on, you know, a funky text message or an email that that didn't come across in the right way. Um, so the other thing is um, I, I also, you know, we work with companies in, in managing their time, and we just urge people to know that they're never, ever, ever going to get everything done that they think they should get done mm -hmm. and that they should schedule themselves appropriately, not like robots where you have back-to-back -back meetings and back-to-back -back, um, calls, but that you pace yourself uh, and that and to schedule yourself to take a lunch break or schedule yourself to go out and exercise during the day because it does make a difference as far as relieving stress on a day-to-day -day basis. Right, absolutely, Annette. I'd like to highlight, Annette, uh, to the audience, to the listeners there, 
that Annette has been a business coach of mine for my business. So I have always been in communication on the phone with Annette and we have also met in person. And with Ray, he has been, he has made an appearance on my radio show and he was here in person physically. We met and uh, when, doc, when I invited Dr. Miranda and Jay to participate on this radio show, I specifically made it a point and I invited them so that we have a conversation on the phone because I wanted to hear their voices. Uh, I feel that that is a connection. I don't believe in the text messaging, in the email messaging, and then hear your voice for the first time on the show. I think that I, I, I'm, I, I believe that, Annette, that we have to have that human touch either in person or the voice like we did traditionally early in times. Uh, so I love that. And Annette, have you observed a significant shift in the emotions or decision-making process of your clients over the years? And if that is the case, what factors can we attribute to having caused those changes? Could a stress be one of them? Well, I think, um, as I mentioned, you know, that the decision-making, there is an expectation that, that decisions should be made quickly. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes there can be a lack of, of uh, really smart planning, strategic planning, because people are uh, reactive in their, in their thinking. And so what we've urged people to do is to take time out, to do the kind of planning and looking to see in the long term how are their actions going to impact what they're doing now and to not have the circumstances determine the future that they're out to build, but that that they bring clarity and take the time to get alignment with their staff as to what would be a future that they are out to accomplish that's by design and not based on the circumstances. Got it. Beautiful. And uh, Annette, Dr. Miranda, Jay, and Ray, uh, what we're discussing today is basically that we're saying that the high level of stress that we're living in America, uh, because my show is specifically about financial abundance, um, I find that that stress is a cause that leads into financial instability. At the same time, I also find that having financial stress leads to symptoms of depression, anxiety, and certain forms of psychosis. Dr. Miranda, can you comment on that a little bit? Have you observed that your patients sometimes when they're having financial problems, they become unhealthy? Yes, of course. We see it again and again that patients' health suffers in times of marital or financial stress mm-hmm. or whether the health of their, their own parents is suffering and they are taking on that caregiver stress as well. Whether it's my patients going through a separation or divorce or even my patients who have fled countries like Venezuela recently and are now mm. dealing with the stress of living in a new country, the stress of creating a whole new financial and emotional situation for their families. They tend to feel anxious. They emotionally overeat. They right. suffer from insomnia. They lose the desire to exercise. And so their immune system, their mental health, and their overall health takes a hit. I always recommend small steps they can take to ease the stress or take a break from it. Much like Jay was mentioning, you know, that deep breathing and disconnecting in the car for a few minutes, Got it. it really helps. And they need to learn to focus on themselves. 
They need the things that bring them joy and help them relax and try to incorporate that into their daily life. And here at the office, I offer intravenous um, IV cocktails Mm -hmm. that we make for them, tailor-made with antioxidants and vitamins and minerals to help boost their energy and their mood, support their immune system, and help increase their general sense of wellness, along with a tailored diet and sometimes exercise plan in coordination with my in-house nutritionist so we can try to help them regain this balance in their life that they so need in these moments of stress. Got it. Thank you, Dr. Miranda. So what I hear is, uh, number one, first of all, our patients, ourselves, myself, have to become aware of my current situation uh, uh, come up with solutions guided by an MD or by a fitness instructor or by a net or by another specialist in the industry and also uh, take those, ba- those daily actions, those baby steps that will take us in a new and better direction. Um, that, that, that's great. And Ray, Ray, I remember when I was a child and I'll probably maybe when I was a teenager living in the United States, I heard of a study that was done many years ago, probably, I don't know, I don't know, you probably know the date, but I, I would like to say maybe in the 1930s or 1940s, that, as that, that they, at, at that time, people were expecting that, yes, the level of technology will advance. The weekly work hours, and that the expectation was that the weekly work hours will be reduced. Where, did you even ever hear that as well? And can we say that the advances in technology have us working lesser hours than we did 20 years ago? Or are we actually now working more hours and even during the weekends? Well, as I mentioned at the uh, st- you know at the in my earlier comment, uh, I think today um, we're working more than ever, mm-hmm. um, and I think because of the 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 uh, the because of technology and the availability it provides. Um, you know, I think it makes it, there's an expectation that you're always going to be available. Uh, coupled with the uh, economic uncertainty and insecurity that people feel, they feel that there's a need that they must respond in order to protect uh, their, their positions and their jobs. And so I think that technology has actually made it much worse. I think people work a lot harder mm-hmm. today. And, uh, and I don't, unfortunately, uh, don't see anything in the foreseeable future that will change that. Um, and I got to add that, you know, more and more, and we're seeing that in our practice, you know, there's a lot more automation. You know, robots are taking the place of humans in a lot of endeavors, whether it's taking tolls to banking uh, transactions. Um, and so that creates even more uncertainty and more stress, and then people feel that they need to be work harder in order to justify their positions. So, no, I think uh, technology, uh, um, and it's, you know, here to stay. Got it. Yeah, I see that. I see that clearly. And th- and then Jay uh, Ray, uh, what what we're gonna do before we wrap up the the interview show today, is uh, for us for each and every one of us to give us two tips so that we can reduce that level of dependency. Go ahead, Maria. Ray. I, I, yeah. Well, I think that um, look. I think what has been mentioned before. I think uh, what I what I do and I try to do. Have dinner with your children and your family uh, without mm-hmm. any um, any electronics. You know, I make sure that I turn off uh, no phones and no TV and no computers, uh, no tablets, uh, and we mm-hmm. sit down and have dinner uh, and just talk. And uh, and I think that you know, as a start, um, you know, managing your technology and putting limits and putting uh, uh, you know and, and having you know really clear guidelines in terms of as a family how you deal with it. Um, so that it doesn't become a pacifier uh, for children, which is very easy to do. And, and I don't blame parents for doing it because, you know, as, as we've been discussing the stress level, but 
you know, manage the technology and try to uh, to enjoy your your family on a one-on-one or together uh, basis on for dinner and other types of uh, interactions. Got it. Beautiful. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left uh, of the show, and what I would like to do now, uh, Ray uh, and ladies, is uh, I would like to take the last few minutes of today's interview to invite you to provide to our listeners two tips, two simple tips, or two best practices from your own personal experiences, career experiences, and in the industry, and overall your life that we each can take today in reducing the level of stress that we're living with in America. Dr. Miranda, would you like to share with us first? Sure. Um, my two tips, you know, I'm sure are going to overlap with tips from, from others, but one thing that I really try to help my patients incorporate into their lives to reduce stress is a little bit of mindfulness or meditation. Even if it's with a smartphone app, there are several that are very helpful for beginners, including Headspace or Calm. And they can do a 10-minute a day, a 5-minute a day. They can do it while they're falling asleep so it doesn't interrupt their otherwise hectic schedules. But it can do wonders to help reset the brain and bring them a sense of calmness so that they're able to rest and prepare for the next day a little bit better. And the second tip... I try to give my patients is to not forget about the fundamentals of taking care of themselves before they can take care of others. And that means making good food choices and trying to be active, whether it's going to that yoga class at Jay's gym or walking outside for 30 minutes, anything they can do that really helps to keep them active and get their heart pumping a little bit to clear out the stress from their mind. Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Miranda. Jay, can you share with us two simple tips? Absolutely. I I think someone mentioned this earlier too, but I really believe that planning and preparation is really what will help people. So that goes with everything in life. Planning your workouts, planning your food, planning your daily activities, I think will really help you relieve that stress because you are planned and prepared and not caught off guard. And then the second thing would be, you know, I know that we're often stressed in our work day. So take the stairs, find a way of incorporating some exercise into your day. It doesn't even have to be a gym or, you know, a big yoga session or a jog or etc. But find a way of taking the stairs, walking up and down maybe three or four times per day and just slip that into your daily routine. Where may put it on your phone with a reminder to come up and say, okay, time for the stairs. And if you just do that three or four times a day, you are increasing your activity. It's very simple and uh, you'll find that you can also diarize that too. Annette, can you share with us two tips? Two things. One is get lots of rest sleep and turn off all the technology at least an hour or so before you hit the pillow. Make sure to to disengage and get your sleep. The other thing I would urge people to do is to uh, be social, to uh, surround yourself with people who you enjoy being with, doing activities that bring you joy and happiness and uh, and as was said, is to take care of yourself and look to others to assist you with planning for a fulfilling future. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Annette. Ray, are you there? I think we probably lost our uh, Ray. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Miranda. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Ray, for having joined me today on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. I enjoyed it very much having you as the experts representing your industry and bringing your expertise to share with our listeners 
I look forward to seeing everyone next Tuesday, September 26th at TN Poets. I wish you all a wonderful evening and a great weekend. Thank you all. Thank you, ladies and Ray.